Kiss me, fat boy. 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 Warning. The following podcast contains explicit language and themes. It also contains subject matter that may be triggering for some folks, so please listen with caution. Spoiler warning, this podcast contains tons of spoilers for the named work and also cross-references throughout the whole Stephen King universe, so you've been warned. Also, this is a fan podcast and not affiliated with Mr. King or any of the entities that release his work. And... The views expressed by the host and the guests are not necessarily those of the sponsor or the host, so you never know. All right, today I'm here with Jennifer. Say hi, Jennifer. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And Jennifer is, um, she's going to speak for the young women of today, the upcoming generation, and we're going to do a podcast about a book, which she has not read, but I read, and it's called uh, Sleeping Beauties, and it was done by Stephen King and his son Owen King wrote it together, and it's from 2017, and basically, uh, when I read through this book, it was real obvious that Owen wrote most of it, and that's, that's I think maybe Stephen edited it a little bit. Um, he did contribute some stuff. He basically said that his son brought him a great idea and they kind of built on it together. Mm-hmm. But I really do think that reading this style, that it's definitely uh, not, this is the le- like the least Stephen King book ever. So this is why I feel comfortable yeah. talking about it with you, Jennifer, because it's not all weird and murder yeah. and stuff. I haven't really read any of his books, but I know what they're about. Like they're mostly scary. So when you said that, I'm like, oh, let's yeah. see what happens. So, so what do you think about Stephen King? Um, I think he's, like, like a genius when it comes to scary stuff, but when it comes to the gross stuff, I'm just like, because, because eh. <laughs> from what mom has told me from some of the books that she's read, like The Shining and It and some other stuff, I'm just like, oh, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I know that he is very, like, creative when it comes to that stuff, so. Yeah, have you seen any of the movies? I have. I have seen The Shining, which is one of my favorites. I have seen It. Which is also really good. Which one? Both of them or the old one? Both of them. Like, they're both old and new. Okay. But I like the old ones the best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kiss I mean, me, like, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is, like, the, the rail when he's like, <laughs> he's like, excuse me, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, when he was at the library? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good scene. That comes, that pops up a lot on, on like, TikTok for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Because it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. And Tim Kerr's is just amazing. Oh, yeah, he's great. And let me show you this picture, which mm-hmm. I will sh- share on TikTok. And you can follow us on TikTok at um, Kiss Me Fat Boy Podcast SK. Um, let me show you, let me show you, Jennifer. <laughs> that's a good this, name. I know. Yeah, it's a family joke that we always joke about Kiss mm-hmm. Me Fat Boy. Because that's like one of our favorite lines in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. It's our, one of our favorites. But so I, rem- I remember thinking that um, I thought that. Bill Skarsgård did a good job. Yes, he did. But I thought, well, he's just no Tim Curry, right? No, he could never be Tim Curry. But for what he did in the movie, I thought it was really good. But then I saw this picture, and I was like, oh, my God. I had no idea that they actually looked alike. And I'm going to show you this picture, if I can Mm -hmm. find it, within a reasonable amount of time. My favorite's like the facial expressions that 
Bill Skarsgård does because yeah. that's his real face. I know, and he does this weird thing with his eye. Well, Do you see? Yeah, Bill Hader talked about it in an interview. Like he was all like, "So is that like CGI? What you do with your eye?" And then Bill Skarsgård goes, "Oh, you mean this?" And he does it, and Bill Hader freaks out. He's like, "Oh my god!" Okay, <laughs> so that. I'm gonna show um, you this picture. Okay? okay, you're gonna be shocked that they look so much alike. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah even without the makeup. Wow. Yeah, when they were young, because he's because uh-huh. um, Bill's only just now like thirty, so he yeah, he's did like this in his thirties, late twenties. Love Bill Skarsgård, by the way. Yeah, he's just now <laughs> I love 30. him. But when he so when he did this, that he was photo in his especially 20- sometimes it's like not really, but with that picture, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they have the same bone structure. Mm-hmm. I guess is where I'm going. Yeah. Obviously, they're not twins, and they kind of have like the kind of like eyes. You know, yeah, like the, the big the, eyes, like the kind of like the you know they kind of pop out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Bill Skarsgård popped up in the other um castle rock series and he yes did we just saw that that's another stephen king right yes yeah we saw that that one was really good we liked that a lot it was yeah yeah uh, it was crazy because like i've never read a book like that where someone was like kidnapped and all that stuff and it turns yeah. out he was like some sort of bad person so do you so, think he's randall flag which is the guy from the stand i don't I haven't read that one yet okay because um, i'm really wanting him to be randall flag I'm sure he'd be a good one. Yeah. No, I mean, I wanted that character to be, mm-hmm. he was acting like he was that guy. See, I don't understand. Let's just talk about this real quick mm-hmm. since you actually saw it. Um, a little aside here for Castle Rock. It's been a while, but one, yeah. One. At the very end, he looked over and smiled. Yes. So, does that mean he actually had, was he that guy in the other dimension or not? Or did he get transformed? What is your personal opinion? I have no idea. Like, it's hard to tell because, you know, like you said, the way you smiled. I th- He was probably from the other dimension. I have no idea. I mean, what he, do you think? He, I think, well, first of all, I was like, I want him to be Randall Flagg, which if you knew mm-hmm. more about it, you would understand. Randall Flagg comes in and ends world. Mm-hmm. So this whole dimension thing is perfect. Mm-hmm. For, and his brother, his real, in real life, that actor's brother played mm-hmm. Randall Flagg mm-hmm. in the remake of The, um, the Stand. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yes, it's Randall Flagg because, um, you know, he's interdimensional and he's causing all these troubles and that's what he does. But then they show this whole life of him He and he like mm-hmm. curing dementia Alzheimer's. So I'm like, really? So they're going to pull the guy who cured dementia and Alzheimer's out of the dementia so he can't help yeah. anybody? Yeah. And and then he's all of a sudden a bad guy. So I don't understand. Yeah. Then I thought, well, maybe he did get transformed, or maybe he's a fakeo, mm-hmm. like because Randall Flagg could pose as, as somebody else. Yeah. So I guess maybe mm-hmm. either one he transformed and couldn't and couldn't go back. Two, he was an imposter of that guy, mm-hmm. like a shapeshifter type yeah. thing. Or three, when he was stuck, the dimension he left, he stayed there too long. He turned into a monster because mm-hmm. yeah. he was causing all those things. Remember all mm-hmm. the storms and the fires mm-hmm. and the yeah chaos. And I don't see how putting him in under the ground helped mm-hmm. it either. Because the thing is, like, I I never read the book when that when I heard about that. So when I watched yeah. the series, I'm like, why is this guy in like in this cage and like yeah? A well, I don't think or it's whatever. A, yeah, it's based on like, a couple is, stories, but I don't because like which he knew ones. nothing. Like he didn't know how to say anything or like he didn't really know anything, but bread yeah <laughs> so like i was thinking but then i was like oh yeah he was disoriented which does something. happen sometimes mm-hmm. yeah but anyway mm-hmm. well let's get back to um all right so basically the the sleeping beauties um it is 702 pages and i think it was like around 15 or 16 hours mm-hmm. when i listened to it and the lady who did the uh, um the audible version of it or whatever she did a really good job which mm-hmm. was good um she 
I thought this, okay, so the reason why I wanted you to do it is because I mm-hmm. felt like this is a forced feminist theme by two men, and I'm just like, stop. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college, I took a, a class called, uh, it was like, oh man, what was it called? I think it was called rhetorical communication, but it was a women's study mm-hmm. class where we we studied and women. this was in college? Yes, okay. at college. And so we studied women's speeches, and okay. and it just started because... Women wanted the, to end slavery during the before this um, civil civil war. Mm-hmm. Before the civil war started, women wanted to end slavery, and they were not allowed to speak in public because they had people said the Bible says women have to be quiet. They're supposed to remain silent. Just 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 follow me on this. You don't know any of this. I'm stuff. already getting annoyed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm already, like so, I know you can see it, but like my face yeah. is already like. Yeah, so So they were like, yeah, women can't speak in front of men. They speak around women, but the problem was is these women were like really strong women, and they were speaking against slavery, which we all can agree was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so um, in order to get the right to speak, they had to fight and then get the right to vote. So all this stuff came from all they wanted to do was if they just let them speak about against slavery but since they tried to oppress them because they're obviously going to oppress anybody they can because this is a society that tolerated slavery Mm -hmm. so this whole group of women just come out of this and there was this lady you named katie staten stanton and she said men cannot speak for her and that was the idea is that men cannot speak for us we have to only speak for ourselves so Mm -hmm. i hate to say this but i just don't like men i don't i'm glad men can be feminists i say that that's Mm -hmm. fine yeah but i just don't think that a man should try to be push a feminine feminist uh, book on us. So yeah, this felt forced. You tell me at the end if you felt like this was a forced feminist thing, because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've heard people say that Stephen King uh, writes women horribly. I think he writes women great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but Owen was involved too, and Owen's younger. I'm not sure he's probably in his 40s, close to 50. But the point is, is that he comes from a generation where he would be more forward thinking and i think he was mm-hmm. just trying to push this this honest and i'm just like i don't agree mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i get it without being political i'm just talking about basic human rights of women have the right to speak for themselves mm-hmm. now let me ask you this okay <clears throat> so you're all about rating stuff right rating <laughs> like rating things yes. you know and anytime we go somewhere whether if it's to watch a play or <laughs> anything like that so yeah. recently we went to watch tootsie okay yes I thought it was very funny. You know, I liked the jokes more than the other stuff, although everybody was amazing. So for this book, right? Yeah. What did you rate it? This book? Mm-hmm. Like, what would you rate it? Out on? of five stars? Yes. My, okay. Because um, hmm. you're all about that. Yes. I know. I just rated Into the Woods. What did you rate it? Three. And really? The, the, the story, not the actors. Actors did okay. good. Yeah, it's too I've long. never, I've never, like, I remember watching it when I was, like, maybe 11, you know, with, like, James Gordon and oh, yeah, Chris I Pine, all that movie, stuff. Yeah. I just, I didn't. It's just too long. It's too long, and it's all, like, yeah. what? I know. You know? This is kind so, of, like, this is similar. The this ending book is, is strange, similar to that. Yeah, the ending is strange, too, because I remember in the movie where, like, after um, James Gordon's wife died or something, she yeah. fell off a cliff, right, or something? Like that? Because, like, after she, she ran got away from... by the giant. Really? Okay. After so our, she had a liaison with the Prince Charming. Yeah. And so, after that, they're just like, oh, they grieve. And then later on, they're just like, oh, well, here's the baby. That's it. I'm like... I know. Uh, what? Yeah. So, it was... A, and this story is a lot the like The music's that. good. I just... Yeah, know. the music's okay. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I but for this book, I would say three stars, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe How many? Three. Okay. Maybe Why? two and a half. Well, overall, first of all, the story started going, and it's set in a fem- It's set in a town, and the main setting is a female prison. Mm-hmm. So that kind of piqued my interest because I like. Mm-hmm. I get interested in how they depict it as an attorney. Mm-hmm. But I also get interested because it kind of reminded me of Orange is the New Black. That's I, what I was just thinking and just I thought, now, this Orange is the New Black. This yeah. was like the time when Orange is the New Black kind of was popular. So mm-hmm. I felt like maybe they wanted to give their own version Something of it. Something like that, yeah. And so I thought, okay, that's good. And, and, the, and the female dynamics between the different ladies was great. Mm-hmm. But then the um, bad guy, which is a bad woman, yeah, uh, came across as this like Mother Nature... Uh, kind of like omniscient uh all-knowing but she also you have to make the decision and it was like forced upon women so it's like a woman was trying to force them Mm -hmm. to do something and then the men the world of men are trying to force them to do something and Mm -hmm. it was just like a really kind of like a stupid like this is the conflict in the story is that two people are trying to um at the same time, force women to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just stupid. Like, you can't catch a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, how about leave us alone? How yeah, about, I get that. Yeah. How about leave us alone and uh, let us do what we do? Because these women are already oppressed. Being guess, in prison is horrible. Yeah. But some of them thrive in prison and cannot ex- exist outside of prison know, at like, the same like, level. They want to be good, but then, like, they just can't live outside because they probably yes. do something again. But they want to be normal, but they probably yeah. can't. And some can't of them have um, impulse. They're born with chemical imbalances mm-hmm. due to, um, you know, problems. Like, like Jeffrey Dahmer, for example. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when they were doing the podcast, and I saw a video of him, right? He was saying, like, I have... I've changed my ways. You know, I live in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. but And, like, that's great, but you'll probably just go back to the way you were. Yeah, if you as got sad out, as that is, true. you you wouldn't be able to do it. And I felt bad a little bit, you know, because yeah. some people do want to change, but they can't. Yep, and that's right. Suck. And people who have impulse controls, if you don't have um, these parameters around them, they'll mm-hmm. immediately go out and break the law again. And some of them thrive in prison and uh, do really well. But as soon as they get out, they'll be like the trustee, which is like the best. Mm-hmm. People earn the best. Like they're allowed to go in and out of the, uh, the jail, like to check, like trash out and mm-hmm. like do stuff like that. They'll be trustees in jail, mm-hmm. which is different than prison. But, you know, those people are the, and then they'll immediately get out and, and get like back into stealing and drugs and stuff. Like I, I have clients like that. Some of them but, just do it to be like assholes, but like mainly they do it because they just can't control it. So yeah, it's, yeah. That, some people just need parameters. They, especially if they grew up in foster system, mm-hmm. they're used to, and then they ended up in a, like a group home. It's one institution after another. And then if they, like some people come out of the military and can't function because they need someone to tell them stuff. So mm-hmm. there's all different reasons for yeah. people uh, ending up in prison <laughs> and not and some people can go to prison and be done i have a friend who's an attorney who was in prison and really yes he went to prison changed his life got permission special permission to try to become an attorney is a successful attorney mm-hmm. he's turned his life around has never gone back he actually yeah. got in a fight with somebody so he went to prison for violence and now he's not like that anymore mm-hmm. he's completely changed so there is possibility for rehabilitation Danny Trejo, that's his name. Sorry, Danny Trejo. Oh, he, yeah. yeah, he really changed. His yeah, life. he really like he went to prison and stuff like that. Yeah. And but he really changed his life. And he sometimes goes to prisons and yeah. and gives some speeches. So that's another person. That, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. changed yes, his life. Yes, that there's was, a lot of people that can learn their lesson. But then there's some people 
Just that, like, ha ha, screw you. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't mean to, but this, like, the minute they get any freedom, they, it's kind of like being on a diet. Yes. If somebody yes. was to deliver your meals every day and it was locked in a container and you and you push the button and it fed you the food mm-hmm. and you couldn't deviate and, you know, like, they, you got what you got. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if you just got a salad and then, like, someone's just eating a chocolate cake in your yeah, face. Yeah, but and if like you can just... choose your own food, mm-hmm. then you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, guess, going to, like diet camp or whatever diet spa (laughs) versus trying to diet on your own Mm -hmm. but anyway so this um this story is set in what is this town is it it's town of dueling which is okay so this is another thing got on my nerves about this book really they decided to put it in appalachia which is like West Virginia, oh. part of Alabama, part of Tennessee, part of Virginia, part of Kentucky. They decided to make it kind of like vague. And it just, to me, seemed like West Virginia. But um, the accents were fine, but it was just like, it was a lot of meth. A lot mm-hmm. of meth. So the, the story starts like this. So I'll go ahead and start it. So the story starts with some girl was in a trailer. She was in a trailer, and she had a baby, and she was with this guy who was abusive. And um, she was servicing the local doctor who was a plastic surgeon. So she was a prostitute. So she was he had just serviced him to get some money, and he had bought some stuff, so they got, you know, got money from him. And he also bought meth from them. And he's like a really... He ends up being kind of a, a good guy later. He's just a kind of a flawed character. So... Anyway, so they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, this naked woman comes out of the out of the woods. All right, this and this like dark hair, and I literally the whole time was um, picturing Dita Von Trees. Is that how you say her name? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, I pictured her. Mm-hmm. That's how I pictured the whole time. A beautiful, very beautiful woman. And Until so, she turns into an ugly person, like in The Shining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. She's not, she doesn't have that moment, but. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be funny, though. That would be funny. So, she's kind of like, it's it's really, I thought it was very, it, it kind of got me in the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm liking this. Because she comes out to the meth trailer, um, and she, everywhere she walks, leaves these, like, you ever seen those little um, tiny, um, like especially in the fall, you'll see those little webs on the ground in the water, the dew will catch in them. And I think they call yes. them fairy tents. Uh, yeah. So um, she was leaving like her footsteps became spider webs like that. And then there was moths everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she was like one with the nature. So she there's a lot of her like talking to like the rats in her head and talking to the birds. And she heal- she ended up. She was probably high. <laughs> no, she was a real one. She was this supernatural came from oh, really? another dimension. Okay. So this is the one that I was telling you got on my nerves. I was going to say. So when she first came out, so she called herself Evie Black. Okay. Okay. So she comes out and she goes to this uh, meth trailer and uh, she rips out the throat of the abusive guy, the bo- the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she um, says something to the woman and the woman falls asleep. So this is the beginning of this aurora sickness. I don't know what it is, but when the women fall asleep, and it's any woman from a newborn all the way up to ninety nine, you know. So whenever the woman fall, a woman falls asleep, she can't wake up, and she's covered with this weird cocoon that protects her, 
and it's like this weird cocoon stuff and they can't figure out what exactly it's made of it's almost like spider web but there's also something what turns out to be like filaments from and this moth. and this evie person did this yes yeah, she woman. comes okay. up basically she's like mother nature coming from another dimension mm-hmm. and she's gonna help it's crazy it's yeah at first it's like wow this is kind of so, cool yeah so she comes out and all the women start falling asleep all over the whole world but it originated in West Virginia, which kind of sounds stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> or you think Tennessee, it'd be like in a different country, like Australia, like Australia, or even fancier, England? You know, like, yeah, yeah, some are beautiful and fancy. I but know. They just they did pick Appalachia because, you know, there's uh, I don't know if you ever been on Appalachia TikTok, but you need to check it out because they're talking about like skinwalkers, which is indigenous too. But they also talk about. Um, if you hear somebody calling your name in the woods, don't answer just, oh and you got to close your windows. That's I mean, there's a lot of fear in yeah. the world. It's just like, and I've seen people and you can't, it's hard to tell what's faked or not. And cause I do believe in supernatural stuff, but it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy if you ever watch these videos. Don't do it at night oh, though. Yeah, it's even worse at night. But they're like, you got to close your blinds, your windows, do not open your uh-huh. windows or you'll see something. And there's a lot of fake videos out there, but yeah, that yeah. is true lore. And then they have things like, um, put a broomstick over the top of your um, door outside because the the haints, which are like kind of like, um, what are they called? Um, they're like banshee ghost things. Mm-hmm. They count the bristles and they can't settle. They count them over and over again because they're like, wait, is that right? Is it 99 or 97? And they mm-hmm. keep, and that, that keeps them from coming in your house. Yeah. And then there's also things like bottles, like... Um, they do bottle trees and stuff like that because they get they count things. So there's different things that they do. So this is a good place in a lot of ways, Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's good and it's got the good forest because we're basically in the beginning of it. So you see our forest outside and you see that's what they're mm-hmm. working with and it's beautiful, right? Yeah. But anyway, so she comes out of the woods. So I'm just going to basically say it's Mother Nature kind of came out of the woods. She uh, she grabs a, sh- a flannel shirt off the um, clothesline and Goes in there and does. She rips that guy's throw out because he's like, "I'll kill you." Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like, hot psych, you won't. <laughs> yeah, she, she like ripped his throat out with her yeah. hands or something. And then, of course, that lady was put to sleep, and the baby was left there. And then, um, so they, I think, there was, and then the doctor that was there. I think, no, the girl didn't get put to sleep yet. She escapes because she's like, he killed him. She called the 911 and everything. She falls asleep later because inevitably every woman on earth will fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So just, it's like inevitable. So um, so the she, the doctor guy climbs out of the window, escapes back to his house, and he's freaked out. But slowly and surely, every woman starts falling asleep. But they, the female um, deputy... She comes out there, and her name is Lila, and she's married to um, uh, Dr. Norcross and Lila Norcross. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but anyway, so there's all this stuff going on in the prison between um, the women. There's a lot of dynamic and everything, but just not really here nor there. There's some women that live as couples, and there's some um, uh, women that are, you know, waiting to get out. There's some women that are there for life, and there's crazy women, and so... Slowly but surely. So the norm. Basically the normal. <laughs> yeah, the, the norm, yeah. So um, the warden of the prison, like the person in charge, mm-hmm. is a female. And her daughter is named Michaela. And she's a news anchor, like a big news anchor. And everybody's like proud of her. Mm-hmm. And um, she's, 
she's out in a little, I think maybe just like traveling the country. I'm not sure if she's like um, anywhere in particular, but she calls her mom and says, mom, before you, you don't understand what's going on. There's this thing, they're calling it the roar of sickness where women are falling asleep. And it seems to happen between the morning hours. If you can get past the morning hours of like nine to 11 or whatever, mm-hmm. then you usually can, you can usually make it through that day. But the minute you fall asleep, you get wrapped up in this cocoon thing. And if you try to take remove the cocoon, the women, they come awake and they attack you. Like, they bite your necks out. And they just go ravage like like crazy, you know. So, Mom, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. So, that's what, um, that's kind of like she gets the heads up because her mm-hmm. daughter was a news anchor. So, they know ahead of time. So, the, the warden's, like, telling everybody, okay, this is what's going on. Well, they have a, um, they have a bad... Uh, big surprise have a, ba- a bad guard and he has been like forcing women to do sexual favors for Ooh, them shocker. he's been yeah i know <laughs> shocker. i know and he's just like a bad guy so mm-hmm. um they finally get a chance they finally get somebody to agree to uh witness against them because you know that's the big problem is that no one ever snitches in prison or jail because you know snitches get stitches so for real so this is what happens so they get this um his name is don peters and he's the bad guard and so um, he finds out, they all at the prison know about the roar sickness. It's coming to the news, but they found out ahead of time because they kind of had like a staff meeting about it. And so when she goes to fire him, he finds a bottle of her prescription Xanax, which is like a chill pill, mm-hmm. and he dumps it in her coffee when she's not looking, and she, fa- and she falls asleep. Oh, my God. I know. He's such a dick through the whole thing. What the hell? I know, I know. Well, I think he ends up getting killed at the end. But I anyway. sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and he also later on, I think it was he, Don, yeah, Don Peters, and then some other kid that was like a jerk at the very beginning. So like Lala and the doc, the Norcross have a son. I think his name's Jared. And um, he was, he caught these kids trying to, uh, um, I think they were going to pee on one, a sleeping old lady who was like a transient, like a homeless lady, an old, old lady. Like I'm talking about like in her 80s. She's like the local homeless lady with her classic with the shopping cart, and they were going to pee on her. That's, and they thought it was so great. funny. And then one of them was great. like, what if we had sex with her? And then that kid was like, what are you guys doing? I'm going to tell on y'all. And they're like, we're just kidding. Who would ever want to have sex with some old lady? That's so gross and blah, blah, blah. So that So there was a bad kid in that. And then the Norcross kid was good, and he, he ran off. And what's his name? Jake. I have to look it up later. Sorry, people. Um, he um, he ran off and went home because he was worried about his his, girlf- his girlfriend and his mom. And he was, like, all worried about it. But he um, those kids broke his phone, so all day he was out without a phone, which is typical, right, in these kind of stories because he didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on. That it, He knew about it, but he didn't know enough about mm-hmm. it. Well, that bad kid later on goes with that Don Peters guy and they decide to burn that woman. They, they light her cocoon on fire and she dies. Isn't that horrible? Mm-hmm. And yeah. instead of just like dying, she disappears into like a, like a bunch of moths. So whenever they die, they just kind of a bunch of moths and they just disappear. It's really weird. So, um, so slowly but surely everybody's having their little stories. And like in the beginning, that girl called the cops, that sheriff, um, Norcross, Lila Norcross goes out there to investigate and she's trying to put those fires out. They find Evie and they take her back to the prison to hold her. 
and Dr. Norcross thinks she's connected somehow, and so they find an excuse to hold her, and she bumps her head against the window intentionally, so she'll go to pri- to the be held in the prison. Mm-hmm. So, um, as there's like a lot of jurisdiction issues, but basically the doctor put a hold on her so he could be, she could be there. This really wouldn't happen in the real world, but because you have to go be held in jail first, then prison. But I think they were functioning as like an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. And so Evie knew they were going to put her there. So she goes in there and she starts talking to everybody and working her ways. And But as the woman slowly falls asleep, she's the only one who can go to sleep and wake up. So everybody gets suspicious that she's immune to it. They don't know she's causing it. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, so she's there and she's just like, ha ha, hey guys, like, what is going on? That's the voice the actress chose to use. I mean, obviously, she's not as Southern as me, but she was just like, you know, it'd be just great if you tried to kill me right now. Let's try that and see what happens. You want to try to do that voice? I don't even know if I could do it. <laughs> anyway, that's how she was. So she was like, ha, life is so amazing in this side, this skin suit, guys. It was just really weird. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Mother Nature has kind of like a not exactly a valley girl but kind of like a kind of like an instagram um instagram star yeah it was like instagram famous star yeah, yeah yeah that's her voice that type of voice yeah yeah and so but it's not necessarily like oh my god like oh my god like valley no, girl no, she's but it's almost like, just huh. like hey like almost fake yes yeah. definitely fake and like enforced jovial but she was actually jovial because mm-hmm. she was like one of those so powerful beings that she's like what do you call it like, indifferent to human suffering because we're just so, like, five seconds we live. She's eternal, blah, blah, blah. Well, as the story unfolds, because I'm not going to get too deep into it because you haven't read it. Basically, the story unfolds, and the whole world is falling asleep. And, of course, the lady, this Evie Black is the one who is in charge of the whole situation. And one of the, and of course the warden's asleep. So now the men are starting to get in charge and there's only a few females left. And then the doctor Norcross, he's a good guy and he's fighting and they're trying somehow there's this, um, animal control guy. Um, he was, he had anger issues and he, um, he was being really mean to his daughter in the very beginning. She got upset and fell asleep Mm. and that's before they knew about this thing. So he's trying to take her to the hospital. He's an animal control guy who beats everybody's ass for, um, being mean to a dog, which is technically you think, oh, that's great. They deserve no. You can't. That's not how it works. You can't beat people up because of your anger issues. Yeah. You just citation them or arrest them. You don't beat them up. But anyway, so he so there's a lot of going on with this guy. You know, his wife and his daughter eventually fall asleep, but um, he's trying to figure out. Well, he finds out from a tip that there is a, a woman that's immune to it. They don't know she's the one causing it. They find out she's immune to it in the prison, so they're going to break the prison down and come get her. And they try to do it bureaucratically, try to get the city to pull her out for due process reasons. But the doctor is able to still pull strings and say, no, I am I'm, I have a psychiatric hold on her. And because, you know, anybody from mm-hmm. another dimension would be like, ha-ha, they would seem really crazy to us. So he had a valid psychiatric hold on her. And there's just, like, it's talking about people in the story. The whole thing is just, like, mm-hmm. there's one girl, her, um, these two ladies are in love, and they're cellmates. And this one one woman, she's real violent, but she's good with her wife mm-hmm. or partner. Mm-hmm. And um, her partner falls asleep right away. 
but she has insomnia and she can't fall asleep. So she gets Evie to kiss her and she falls asleep. And I'll tell you where they go because if you thought, where do they go while they sleep? You've thought about that yet? Now you haven't thought about it? Okay. So they go to another dimension while they sleep. So um, Evie lets it out that basically to... Oh, so um, all the people that like have gone to sleep go to the other dimension? Yes. Oh, wow. So that's why. And so basically the um, Lala Norcross, um, she has this whole side story in the back of her mind about did my husband have an affair with a lady that he went to foster care. There's a lot of stuff about foster care. Mm-hmm. It was just too many institutions. And yes, they all hold hands like jail, prison, foster care, like I said earlier. It was just too much forced information. So mm-hmm. the guy, the doctor, he's the overcome it. And um, he um, he becomes, you know, this doctor and thing. But he grew up in foster care. And so he, and it, so there's a lot of story about that, which, you know, Stephen King has a lot of backstory. He's, that's probably his contribution was all this backstory. But, um, it's like mainly what he does is a backstory. Yeah, backstory. I heard you like backstory, so I put a backstory in your backstory so you can mm-hmm. read a backstory while you're reading a yeah. backstory. For those yeah. who know what that means. And the it's, part where you said that the person that is, they think there's a mean to it and is like, but she's the one causing it or whatever. Yeah. And you said that they all wanted to form together. If you think about it, it's almost like, like back then from like the 1600s, we're like, oh my God, you're a witch. We're going to come over and form together and kill you yes kind that's like exactly that. exactly which is another forced feminist theme like mm-hmm. a witch trial like oh all these years later they're just gonna do another witch trial yeah so eventually this anger guy um i can't remember his name but he got on my nerves the whole time i couldn't stand his character um and he loved his daughter passionately and i get it that he was using his passion to save his daughter trying mm-hmm. to use his bad his evil for good but still just it failed to me as a literary th- literary theme but he did, um, they ended up getting like bulldozers and they just like broke the damn jail down, prison oh down and got in there. But before um, all that happened, so like I said, this um, Lila had talked to Evie and Evie basically said, well, the women have to choose. Do you like my voice? I can be an actress too. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I, probably, I probably sound like me doing a voice, but she's like, the women have to choose. And then she told the doctor, I think she said, they... If you could keep me alive until about Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, then I guess it'll be all right. But if you don't, the women will never come back. And so I would have thought she'd taken this more seriously since, you know, she's like, it's their decision. The women are like basically leaving this world. It's their decision, but yet it was forced upon them. I know it wasn't their decision. It's like they were forced to make a decision. So basically, their choice is this one. If the women decide to stay there forever, or if the men kill Evie, mm-hmm. the body she's in, because she'll just go back to her other dimension. She made that very clear. She has yeah. no she has no skin in this in this fight at all. She's yeah. so annoying. But she basically said that um, if the men do that, or if they just women vote, they have to all vote. It has a hundred percent vote. Okay, so if that happens, then the the world will die out because there will be no men. I mean, there'll be only men, no children. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way for them to reproduce. Yeah. I mean, there might be some eggs left and stuff, but who would who would hold them in their bodies, right? There's nobody mm-hmm. to... So that was the whole theme. Like, this is the death of the human race. But the women would live in this other dimension, and That's they can start thinking, over, like, and they can just... use the sperm that they have because it's like a version yeah. of... It's like a weird... It's like Evie thinks she's doing a good thing by taking them and do, like, going somewhere else. Yeah, she acts... Half the time she acts like she's doing it. 
half time she acts like she's under orders. Like she's doing it for her own yeah, benefit and saying, or, I want to keep these women safe. And so yeah. I'm taking them away from all these ugly men and horrible men. That's yeah. what I'm getting from this story. Yeah, like, or that she's under orders by some greater thing to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Or that she's like, the women demanded it spiritually and they just didn't realize it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so um, they go into this. Basically, it's like, if you've ever read Stephen King, there's a, this is for my, my listeners. There's another dimension of your place, but a little bit at a different time. So they go into the future. So she's, there's them there, they're in their place, but it's like the future after all the men are gone. Mm-hmm. So they're just pushed, they're all placed a little bit further. So they're still in their world. They're able to fix some of the electricity and get it back running. But it's so far in the future that the gas is no longer good. You know what I'm saying? But they can get their hands on like sperm and stuff. So it's just like, it's very confusing because, like, if the gas is no good, why are the freezers still holding sperm? Mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. But the idea is that the women, some of the women in the world are pregnant with men, and that's how they repopulate the earth. Yeah. Because you know? there's a lot of women still mm-hmm. pregnant. And anyway, so they wake up in this kind of, like, dystopian. Do you know what dystopian means? No. That's like, the, that's like after the apocalypse. Oh, okay. So, like, like, the Mad after. Max type stuff. So like after all that, yeah, yeah, like kind of like a after the nuclear fallout. That's mm-hmm. like that, that's what a dystopian theme. Mm-hmm. So they wake up and they're like, uh, so like wa- the after effect, yes, of it, yeah, of whatever apocalypse there was. In this case, mm-hmm. is all the men dying out gone, and, yeah. and chaos that they brought. So the idea is that without women, our gentle touch, Jennifer, we're so gentle that we yes. keep the men in line, we keep them from violence, yeah. We just we just keep things soft. It's so it's so sexist. It kind of is a little yeah. bit. And I get it. Men are violent, but so I get women why can be think, violent too. I get why in the story they think that because they think, oh, well, since they're gone, we can help them and make them into new men and make them respect men more. Yes. You know, but the way they do it is kind of like a thing. It's kind of like a weird Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. but stu- yeah. but for stupid people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the women are like in this future. They're like hunting like animals in the woods, and all the women are there. And so everything's cool. But they're some of the women miss like I miss daddy. I miss my husband. I miss this. I miss that. Some women are like, good. I don't ever want to go back to these a holes. And so there's different. There's all this stuff. But eventually, at the end, um, one of the there's this great tree. I guess it's like the tree of life or the tree of knowledge. And there's like a, a lion, no, not a lion, a tiger and a snake around it. And that's where Evie came from. And that's like the portal. So, so like an Adam and Eve type thing almost? Ba- yeah. Think about Evie, <clears throat> Adam and Eve. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid and stupid or <laughs> dumb, dumb and dumb. I was kidding. But anyway, so it's just like a lot of forced themes. You know, it's almost like they went to an encyclopedia of religious and themes and like, oh, the tree of life. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, I'm not trying to be too critical. I just did not like this book at all. As that you I thought, thought you were going to? Yes. Because the, the beginning, you're like, oh, well, this isn't that bad. But no, in the when beginning, you get more it was refreshing because it. it was modern, and yeah. there wasn't the use of the N-word, which ha- happens all the time in all the books. And I was like, yay, we're mm-hmm. finally getting, we're kind of getting a modern thing. Owen's a good influence. But then, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what? This just makes no sense. It's just forced the feminist themes, and y'all just, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I don't know. It's kind of like if you're trying to force one theme, just pick a theme and go throughout. Don't pick the theme and shove it down people's throats. Like have other themes, have underlying themes. I think what King was, Stephen King was trying to do is like, in a way, because people don't think that he is a feminist, you said, right? 
Yeah, people give he gets a lot of crap for writing women. Because from poorly. what I'm getting is this: uh, he wants like women to think, oh, like you guys are strong too, and like make them have like a good book and think, oh, yay, girls are getting justice. You know, they're yeah. getting payback from all the men in the world that are terrible and abusive and all that stuff. But the way he's doing it, it just kind of sounds like not even what we're thinking of. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really- like he's trying too hard. That's to make what it I'm trying to, yeah, it's like he's trying, he's like he's trying too hard to be all like you know feminist stuff. So yeah, and so mm-hmm. yeah, so that's basically what happens. So there's this tree, and one of the ladies, the one who was mar- was the ex-wife for the a-hole animal mm-hmm. control guy, her daughter is crying and missing daddy, even though daddy was an a-hole and made her cry all the time. Mm-hmm. But I get that. You yeah, know, I people, get it because like she kind of wants a father figure, you know. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't really understand. You love, you love your father no yeah. matter what, and and it just because he was a dumbass doesn't mean he's doesn't deserve love. So, yeah. I, and things are not black and white in in abusive relationships as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, not that abuse is good, but kids react differently than especially adults. when you're young. Yeah, and he yeah, so he was <clears> starting to. show abuse towards her but in the past he hadn't so it's easier for her to be like no daddy no there's still some good in him yeah yeah because everybody listen i've worked with kids in the foster system their their parents could almost kill them and all they want is mommy daddy it's Mm -hmm. really it's really hard to explain and i'm not that bond is there and they have to learn to grieve over it so luckily they do get back because the women decide but that mom tries to burn the tree down at the last minute um she stopped and they all decide they um i think somebody kills her Yes, one of the ladies, finally, Lila comes through. She she puts herself to sleep. She comes through and stops that chicken time from from burning the tree. Mm-hmm. And she explains ev- everything to everybody. And they're like, yeah, you're right. We all want to go home. Because mm-hmm. um, this is nice. But like yeah. at the end of the day, it's not really. And they also come have. to the revelation that the men are going to destroy their bodies. So are they really free? Or is this a trick to wipe out the whole human race in all one go? Because they steer on the other side. Now you think about this could all be Evie's plan. Yeah. I mean, it's not really explained to, are they going to disappear forever? Or are they just Mm going to stay in this cocoon state for hundreds of years? Awaken after the men are all gone and restart their world. It didn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. Like, that part did not make any sense. Because they're in a pocket dimension, which is like Mm -hmm. this little time inside of a time, you know? so There could be multiple, like... There theories is, yeah you know? so it doesn't and especially make, how ivy is acting and how she's yeah. all like oh guys you know whatever you know yeah, there could be like, multiple <laughs> theories you know <laughs> you know like where do you want to like go maybe she's just wanting death to, like, or death yeah like maybe she's just thinking or may, like wanting the women to think oh we're gonna make this place better but then later on it's like oh never mind psych i want to kill all of y'all and yeah maybe it's just for that reason just to get rid of the men population yeah and i almost have this impression that they're not even gonna remember it when they come back i'm not you know it's just it's just mm-hmm. whatever it's just like it's just not really adding up yeah it's not adding story. up the mm-hmm. story's not adding up so in the end they do come back and uh but that's but to go back to one of the stories from that we we're talking about earlier how people can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's the one that I was talking about, the two men, women that were, like, married. Mm-hmm. The one that got kissed so she could join her wife. You know, she ended up eventually killing her wife because she was no longer in prison and there was no control, controls of her. And she basically, oh, wow. then she killed herself saying, I'm sorry, I cannot mm-hmm. change. This is just who I am. I'm a violent person. Mm-hmm. And she didn't mean to do it, but she had impulse control, and she ended up killing her. And that woman was, like, the best mechanic and electrician ever, so they all got screwed. That reminds me of that um, 
phone call or whatever of that guy that like called 911 and was saying I keep killing people I can't stop I'm gonna I stabbed this person like 30 it was like it was like a like a video call that I saw on YouTube yeah it was like a real thing where this guy was just like he just could not stop and he was like I'm gonna kill myself I can't stop I keep killing people I don't want to I'm gonna kill myself and mom told me about it recently like she told me what the story was about and it was like basically like a real thing where this guy was just like no matter what he did he just couldn't stop and he would always leave clues as to where he like what was happening but like he would never say where he was he would just yeah. be like saying this and then end the call and then something else happens kill someone else and he's like i can't stop i can't yeah so that this is kind of what reminded me of well i will say a lot of people have a theory that all criminals want to be caught and i would say that is wrong i've dealt no. with lots of criminals they most of them do not want to be caught some of them do want to be caught but most of them do not want to be caught mm-hmm. but um anyway so that's basically the story mm-hmm. Um, they were able to cross back over and women pick up the pieces. So what do you think, Jennifer? What do you think about that feminist theme? Do you like, do you feel empowered? Eh. <laughs> You're not, a young woman coming not, up in the Not future. really. I mean, like, I get where he's coming from. It's a feminist. Like, he's saying, oh, well, let's make a feminist book. But, like, and I get what he's trying to do. Like, he wants to, like, be able, like, Tony, I support you guys, you know, but... I mean, guys can support us, and that's fine. Like, I know many people that, like, support women and, like, love like love us, you know, and want to be there for us. But it's hard for, like, you guys to understand for, like, we've actually been through it, you know. And we're, like, yeah. we're the ones dealing with it, you know, because you guys haven't had to fight for your rights just to exist, you yeah. know, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, when it comes to male I get where he's coming female. from, you know, and be like, oh, like, let's make a feminist book. I support you guys. I think you guys would like this, but it just doesn't. Yeah. make any sense to me you know yeah it seems like he was like i really like this show called orange is the new black <laughs> and i <laughs> yeah. thought maybe i could like yeah. spice it up a little bit or something but mm-hmm. i don't know i just he kind of at the end gave an explanation like i just wanted to make you guys understand what i'm doing but it still just didn't make any sense thank you but no thank you no thank you <laughs> Love your other work, but not this one. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird because, like, his attempt to be a feminist mm-hmm. actually ended up being, to me, at this point, reading his books. Mm-hmm. He's read, like, 67 books or yeah. something, okay? so And a lot of them were really good. Yeah, and, yeah and not some of them are bad, but I'm just saying, like, this is the only one I've ever found to be, everybody's always talking about he mm-hmm. is so sexist and writes women horrible. Yeah. This is the only one i found to actually be sexist so far. Yeah, and but I don't, think about it, he's not, I don't think he's from. trying to be sexist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but my question is, did it come from him or did it come from Owen? That's my question. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of hands involved. There's editors and family mm-hmm. members and everybody, but I don't know, mm-hmm. you know? I part mean, that I, the part that I did like was that he was trying to, like, let y'all know, like, oh, they got justice from the guys that, like, were hurting the women and stuff, and they got payback. Yeah, but you at know? the same time, but was just, it a yeah. trick? Like you said, was it a trick? Was it all just a plan? Yeah. Yeah. In a way... It, in a way, I can see it being like, oh, that's kind of like cool. That's yeah. kind of like a different, oh, that's a twist, you know. But I wish it could have gotten planned a little bit better. Yeah. Changed it a bit differently. I liked the story and like the idea of it. I just wished it would would have been thought out more. That's yeah, I, I get it. So um, <clears throat> do you want to be in this movie when they make it? I'm just kidding. I'll let you no play comment. Evie. No I'll let comment. you play Evie. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey guys, what's up? How y'all doing? Yeah, so I'm the one causing it. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> but yeah, no comment on that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, well, um, do you have any final thoughts, Jennifer, before we sign out? Uh, just mainly that I, other than this book, I thought it was okay. 
I do love his other stuff. Shining's one of like my favorite, and also it. So, but yeah, this yeah. has been really this has been really fun, really good to talk about my thoughts. So, a yeah. lot. So, guys, you got to hear it—a young and upcoming uh, next generation uh, <laughs> reaction to a feminist uh, book. So, Woo-hoo. thank you for listening. <laughs> Say bye, Jennifer. Bye, y'all. Thank bye. you for listening. Have a good day. <laughs>